Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And hello and welcome back to the Have We Made It Yet podcast. It's the podcast where two creatives, an actor and a comedian, are starting their journey towards making it. I am co-host, your co-host, the amateur comedian, Josh Yang. Josh, can your voice get any sexier? Oh, God. Oh, my God. Um, I am the other co-host, <laughs> the actor, Lucas Ng. I mean, I may sound sexy, but Lucas Lucas looks sexy. So that's that's how we divvy up the sexiness. Um, anyways, but yes, welcome back to another episode. Uh, hey, Lucas, Lucas, mm-hmm. important question. Actually, it's the only question. Uh, have you made it yet? We're going right into it, hey? Wow. Um, so brief update. I had my first audition in a week. That was kind of nice. cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? Like, whatever happens this year, I'll just take it. But like, I think I might have said this in a previous podcast. But like, this year is a wash. So anything that I book, I'm gonna take that as a plus because my what do you call it? The 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 neutral the 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 base level is probably gonna be a zero. So yeah. you know what? Just do as many auditions as I can, do as many episodes of this as I can, as we can, and then uh, go on from there, right? Because this year's a wash and it's already like late September, man. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I would agree this year's a wash. I'm definitely not having written 20 minutes of material or performed very much since March, so Uh we'll see. On that note though, Josh, have you made it yet? I haven't, no, but I've hit a milestone. Oh, yeah. A milestone of sorts. Today, I checked my Sleep with Josh podcast followers on Spotify, and I have 50 followers now. Yes. Dude, we should really celebrate. I wish I had something to cheers you with, man. I know, I know. Either way, I'll be be continuously drinking for the rest of the year. I love it, I love it, I love it. But yeah, that's it. That's it so far. Nice. But I think we have a, a very interesting guest today, don't we, Lucas? I dressed for the occasion uh, because this shirt has a little little design here, little pockets, <laughs> little pocket square design that people on YouTube can watch, but people who listen can't. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a really nice shirt, though, and everyone should get it from um, Muji or Uniqlo. 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 Okay, um, so with this next guest here, uh, we're going to go in a little bit of a different direction with our next guest. Uh, we usually talk with performative artists, but this next artist, but this next artist's art is just as creative 
and out there as any performative artist. Um, but first off, though, a shout out to our incredible Toronto family friends. Uh, as it was in our group that I met our next guest here, uh, I believe I met him when we could all still go to big parties, you know, pre-COVID stuff. Uh, he was introduced to me as one of my friends' boyfriends. Uh, I think we bonded over French bands and musicians like Phoenix, Daft Punk, M83, and Kavinsky, among others and everything. He's an incredibly cultured person that has had his work showcased all over the world. He's worked with the Harvard Graduate School of Design and locally with the Kensington Market with her campaign, 100 Kensington Posters. And more well, kind of recent-ish, uh, more one campaign that I personally got to see with my own eyes with his work with Brasserie Uncle, in which he did their typography of their cans and also their physical merchandise. And also it was a really good beer too. Um, I'm so fortunate to have met him as his style is inspiring and it makes me look at design in a new appreciative light. He is the ultra cool senior designer at the creative agency, the Public Address Network. Please welcome Mr. Ben Laurie. Hey, hey. thanks for the introduction. Super nice. Oh, no problem, man. <laughs> Mr. Ben Laurie, as we start off with every episode, have you made it yet? Uh, I didn't, not yet. You oh, know, it's still sure. working on it. You know, it's a process thing, but yeah. uh, sometimes you have a little bit of a spark. You say, oh, I kind of made it, but no, in the whole thing, and I'm still, still working on it, but nice. hopefully on its way. When you make the introduction of that, it sounds like there is some cool thing in there, but yeah, still working. It does sound very cool, man. Like when you first start out in your journey of, <clears throat> of, of design and everything, what's your it in making it? I mean, the design community is like so like kind of small, so you don't like, it would be like a, how to like for someone to know like how you made it or like if it is like an award show or something, it's just, uh -huh. I think the type of project that is out there, like sometime like, uh, yeah, I think the type of thing when you mention the thing for Harvard or something and it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. Me coming from like a small town and making something like that was kind of like interesting and like, yeah. but then it's like, what's the next thing? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hear you, man. Um, so you, first of all, you got your degree at, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name cause I'm going to butcher it, but the acronym is EESAB. Um, so in France, you got your degree there and you've gone through the design route since then. W were there any professors or experience that really shaped your style? Yeah. So f I don't know. It's one thing in the introduction is to say that uh, I was French. Now it sounds really that I'm French, but yeah, <laughs> I think it's like, at this, everyone is on the YouTube, Spotify, we can hear I'm French. Um, yeah, actually, yeah, some teacher, like, so that's actually the fine art school, like the, I don't even know what's the name stand for now, I think European art school. Yeah, the Ecole um, European Superior Art de Bretagne. Yeah, the Bretagne, you've done your research, yeah? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, one of the the first thing, like, so I kind of went there, like, I grew up, like, doing, um, like, drawing all the time, doing a bunch of things, interesting painting and art, and went to art school, like, without knowing what was graphic design, really, just, like, oh, really? kind of, like, a, when they're, like, art school, when you do a little bit of everything, kind of, like, mm -hmm. uh, painting, sculpture, conceptual art, or whatever else in art school. And one of the things that really got me into graphic design was, like, a, every every week we had, like, a conference we had lecture by like uh, 
a painter, could be a painter, like a poet, an artist, or someone that will come and like talk to the school. And uh -huh. our class, we had to design a poster for those guys. So like every week, or like we had three times a week, we had to design a poster for them and kind of like most of the time, I screen print everything, yeah. kind of like 100 posters and then put them all over the school. And that's kind of what really started a little bit, like yeah, my interest into the design and the typography and like kind of the deadline thing was actually mm -hmm. quite like, you know, sometimes like, especially in art school, you'll be slacking a little bit and like things will drag for a long time. Yeah, but yeah. with that, it's like the... The artist is coming this first day, so the poster has to be printed by then. And I think that's really like helped me into some process for design. So, uh -huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you really touch upon that. Um, you know, like uh, artistic inspiration can can come at a time when when you don't really need it, when there's really no deadline. Um, so, how did school really give you a structure in the way of of thinking? Did did school really help you? Um, process your ideas a lot more a lot more fluidly then yeah for sure i mean like all school i think that now looking back i think i was really like fortunate uh, to be in that school like absolutely it was in bretagne where i was where it's like kind of like of course not in paris where there's like most like well-known school uh -huh. but because our teacher has so many connections that uh, we had a lot of like like workshop guests coming yeah. for school like even a guy that was like coming from los angeles or like kind of like international exposure and that kind of like help us like uh yeah like or you think about different projects and like like something was really designing posters some was more like the way you will like do for a book and something a bit more really like conceptual about communication in mm -hmm. general um yeah that was kind of like those type of like a small workshop type of thing but the one for like designing posters i think was really right. the thing that i got me into and mm -hmm. that i'm still trying to do today i think it's still like I'm still part right now of the, even if with COVID was tough, but like the open studio in Toronto where we do screen printing, mm -hmm. I think that's one thing that's like really great, like workshop yeah. and like be able to print your thing, I think is cool. Yeah, yeah. And for like these different kinds of graphic design schools, and I guess if you go in studying graphic design, um, I'm wondering how, how as a graphic designer, you think about the balance between like being versatile and skillful enough that you can take what a client wants and mm -hmm. take their vision and put it on like a blank sheet of paper versus like, you know, as an innate artist, you want to have a specific style yourself that is distinct, you know, like how do you balance that from a distinctness of yourself mm -hmm. with what the client wants in terms of, you know, their vision? Mm. Yeah, that, that's a, that's a great point because actually one of the thing in for, in our studio public address, we actually say there is no style. So it's not like if someone has a like, illustration style for saying like the client will come to them for like a request we are more trying to like uh of course like do like things like uh, meaning and being beautiful but like in a way that it's like uh for the client and so for example still staying in that school project but it's like um if one artist was like a uh, talking about like he, one was a poet for example and he was talking about how like the respiration and the rhythm and everything was important for him mm -hmm. so our goal was kind of like how we can translate that visually so I think that was really what got me into it just like to try to understand that person and try to visually do something for him not so much like but my my aesthetic or like still like my aesthetic or like make something great but like understanding something that will be like meaningful for him mm -hmm. yeah 
that's that's always such an odd balance that you have to do um because i'm sure like as you're growing older and older you, you want to be in a, in a tour that has your own distinct style but also mm-hmm. you also have to make sure that you still have money coming in so you also have to do products for other people um on that note though like you've worked in new york and also in toronto too is there a distinct difference between say again the word style is there a distinct style between your work that you've done in new york as yeah. opposed to toronto um i don't know in terms of st- the fact that it's like um i've often worked with like a or like like immigrants or like like me like like coming from different countries so it's been always really international huh. so new york was also really like a, a mix of like a the the studio where i work they were from iceland and from germany nice. and but living in, in, in the U.S. for 15 years and like where I worked before in Toronto was also really international. So it's always really a lot of influence that comes together. So I don't know if mm-hmm. it's like one style of um, like city per se, but I think so, like it's just okay. like the fact that it's like like everyone would come with a different background. That would what make it interesting also as a team, like design is also like a teamwork, you know, so it's kind of like not, yeah. so I think that's like the kind of the group coming together. I like making some stuff so yeah 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 were, were there any like cool campaigns in new york that uh that really did kind of test your limits uh i mean the fact what a lot of things test my limit in new york so it's like uh yeah so i went there i was in 2012 after school mm-hmm. i mean i was uh, in school graduate and then was trying to do uh, i've done first internship in new york in 2009 mm-hmm. then i graduate and i was like oh i'm gonna do something go back to new york kind of like it's gonna be easy but no it wasn't easy it was like really <laughs> just like i was like oh i'm gonna make some freelance in france where i'm from I'm gonna walk a little bit make some money go back to new york like, no, yeah that didn't happen i was like i was trying to make some freelance but i had kind of no money and after kind of a year and a half two years i was like i'm i'm not going anywhere right now oh, wow. so i kind of stopped doing my freelance thing that because also it was not project that i was really keen on i was like okay i'm gonna do them but it was not really some kind of like after stuff that I wanted. So I yeah. went back and I worked in a food factory for a while, <laughs> just like, if I need to make money, let's make money. And like, yeah. kind of like, you yeah, know, yeah. just like, if you get to do just do it. And yeah, I've done that for like, yeah, f- few months, uh, working night shift type of thing, then working on a, like restarting a little bit in the design where I was, but like really slowly. Um, and then what happened was like, uh, in 2009, I contacted like, uh, I think, to do to have my internship like 150 company i was like wow. i want to go to new york i want to make an internship so i just sent a bunch of things and sometimes can and i stayed it tried to stay in touch with a lot of people like there that just replied to me i was like oh you replied to me like you're from new york like, it's, like, it's amazing <laughs> like thank you so much i i stayed in touch and then at some point when i was working in that food factory i received another email from like a art director in new york say oh we we have an opening for an internship are you interested i was like wow just like yes of course i'm interested so yeah so i made it finally 2012 and yeah that's been really like um like it opened everything after that mm-hmm. uh, it's a small design studio but like the, those guys where i work in carlson Ricker, like kind of knew uh, everyone sort of thing so it, yeah and so humble in a way that just also like kind of blew my mind like the fact that like that for me those guys that have been looking up in magazine or like in design book for a long time Mm-hmm. kind of like we're so like 
passionate and just nice people right you know you don't have to be like asshole and <laughs> yeah and just like for four months just like working on a bunch of cool things like an art gallery uh, in iceland kind of mm-hmm. doing the design for it and everything um, but the fact your question was like was that challenging yes when i arrived there i, I barely spoke english like oh wow. a little bit like i'm still struggling here now but <laughs> <laughs> you're doing well man yeah yeah thanks um so yeah, for a little bit it was tough. You know, you ask everyone to repeat once, twice the question, but uh-huh. and you made it, and yeah, that's been great. And that's kind of like uh, brought me after to another internship to to Toronto, and that's been seven years now. So wow, it's kind of like what happened to jump. Yeah, does it feel yeah. like does it feel like when you're coming out of graphic art school that like you're able to see? Uh, a stream or kind of a path that you can take or is it really just you don't know where exactly you're able to Mm -hmm. take your skills and you kind of have to keep going putting yourself out there and seeing what happens uh i think in art school a little bit like i think the not it's like fine art school so it's really broad so yeah it was kind of divided in like from a bit of interior design like the school was quite conceptual so like conceptual art like art uh, history um, and then the, the design school the design part like communication and graphic design mm. i think for some of us that was it's like easier to find a way it's like oh you do graphic design then there is a real job after that could apply there's like graphic yeah. design yeah. for like artists in general that's a bit hard a bit more harder like i still have a lot of friends that that works directly on artists or otherwise that just have to like uh, be like an assistant of an artist or then work in an art gallery or like find your way a little bit like that but mm-hmm. artistic creation and like uh, it's difficult for everyone you know we all have to like kind of like uh, find your way but i know that it's like uh, there's always a little bit of struggle right like not everyone yeah. that goes to art school or like when i see sometimes the i guess the the number of students in OCAD or like things like that. I'm like, wow, that there's hundreds of people there. And I'm always like, it's going to be tough. You know, I'm not going to, yeah. I've been doing some workshop there with them once in a while. I had some friend teaching and it's just, yeah, if you, but if you are really passionate, you can really make it too. So yeah. Mm. On that note though, is there any advice that you wish you had that now you found out through the hard way? Um, from what I learned or like the, the uh, Oh, sorry. From what you yeah. experienced after graduating and the reality of having to hustle so hard to find your first position. I think, it, yeah, from you, after school, you really want to go directly to kind of like your, your dream job, let's say it's like, I want yeah. to know, like, and sometimes you, you finish school and you are into this high note into like thinking that, you know, everything's going to be easy, but it's hard. Yeah. And like, so even after school, if you take one job, even thinking that, you know, it's not maybe the most interesting, maybe the most challenging, but you will always learn something. So for me, that was yeah. always like, okay, maybe the client that I'm going to work for in this advertising company is not exactly what I hope to do, right? <laughs> I want to do more like a cultural client or things like that, but at least I will learn a bit more the software. I will learn the deadline. I will learn to be on time to deliver things. So at the yeah. end of the day, you still learn, right? And then it's <laughs> after a few months, like, all right, now I move on and like, uh, they didn't really understood that so because just for a funny story but i i was in a small advertising agency and i had a full-time job there for like 10 months or something 
And then sometimes when you sign up for a full-time job, like they think that's it. It's kind of, you have a full-time <laughs> job forever. But then I, yeah. I quit and I told them, oh, I'm going to New York for that unpaid internship. Hmm. And my boss at the time looked at me and it was just like mind blown. It's like, how come you're leaving a full-time paid job to do unpaid internship? And I was like, yes, just, I have to. Like, that's my passion. That company is New York. It's what I want to do. And like, he didn't really understood, but I was like, I'm going to take that challenge like maybe i'm gonna fail maybe i'm gonna be back here in three months but i have to try and hopefully it worked out but uh yeah, yeah it was in the past so. i mean like that's definitely something you you know you can do if you have conviction in your passion right and i'm wondering like when did you find that conviction that you knew you wanted to do graphic design was it like during art school or was it before when you were younger and you knew that like I can't do anything else I think I always had a little bit that that passion artistic passion let's say I've always been into like a like drawing or doing things like that as I was saying like painting like into that cultural world but I only kind of discovered graphic design let's say in my third year of university oh wow okay. like before that I was like I'm just doing things here that I like. You know, I, I like a bit of photography, I like doing like whatever, like etching technique or like art sculpture thing, but without knowing what was graphic design. And then only in my third year, I was like, oh, okay, this is something that I like to do. <laughs> and especially, I think for me, that was really the fact that it was more like a, uh, design is really something you design for someone else too, that you have to put it their work out there. That's what <laughs> right. interested me a lot that like sometimes like a, artists you put more a lot of your personal thing like i really like doing things also like commission in a way and that's what graphic design is about right you like yeah. answer to like a, a design proposal and things like that that's yeah and the versatility of the thing that's like you can make like a book a poster or like a installation you can make like so many different things that i thought was was pretty cool yeah is that is that also kind of like the mindset you kind of need to go into graphic design to to want that constant you know change in like what the client wants because you're you're basically tested every every single day to come up with something new something different and like something that wasn't the same as what your previous work really was and mm -hmm. that's like that's a similarity i can see between graphic design and acting um music uh comedy as well it's like you're constantly being put in front like every piece of work that you put out there is being judged and you're really compared with what your latest stuff is um so i'm wondering that has to be the mindset you have to have going to graphic designing i yeah i mean that's uh something to like that there is also like a lot of graphic design that more like let's say like authorship like some people that really have like an amazing style into typography or an amazing mm -hmm. style into like a painting graffiti so there is that also like that range of thing that it's also really like people that have a style of type of thing or like even when i say we don't have style we still have a kind of like an aesthetic of boundaries right there's yeah, always yeah. something that it's like uh that hopefully as as we know what we are doing we like uh -huh. we can thrive to do that but it's not something that we'll repeat from one project to another right. like actually the latest project that i was working on uh 
let's say I'm going to just say it's a large scale project kind of type of thing. And uh, yeah, <laughs> but we have a lot of legal things sometimes in graphic design. <laughs> we cannot always say what we do yeah. right now. Yeah. But the ask was actually kind of like a dynamic identity. So the idea was really to create each thing mm -hmm. a little bit different. So we were commissioned to work with like uh, different personalities and like um, in Los Angeles. And so we had to work with them to create something a little bit different each time. So that's kind of something that also reminded me uh, my work in art school, right? We had to right. create each time a poster for someone. This one was create uh, kind of like a logo or like a form for like uh, someone. So, and we had the chance. So I had the chance to work, for example, for like a different like athlete. Okay, we're mm. gonna say athlete. I'm gonna say okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. personality. But yeah, that's been fun. So it's like uh, that's kind of the latest I uh, mm. project that we work on. So that was kind of cool. Nice. We'll, we'll keep it at that until the legal yeah. stuff is is allowed. Feels out. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, so looking through your work, especially with uh, what you did with the the brasserie with Uncle and everything. Yeah. Um, I, I could be wrong, so correct me if I'm wrong. But I do see some like some cubist and some data influences just because like you literally made a new it looked like you made a new font okay and it yeah. looked really cool and everything um can you go into a bit more detail about what you take as inspiration what artists do you like and who you consume yeah yeah for sure yeah i mean that's a that's great reference like i, I like you bring that up but uh, it's quite open so this one is a project from like um so from my hometown like two friends from high school like uh, uh we're starting like a brewery and they just like contacted me kind of like out of the blue. I was like, oh, we need a logo for that. And then I was like, yeah, I mean, that's, that sounds great. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm into beer, I'm into graphic design. That sounds perfect. Let's do something. Uh -huh. um, and then it's been like four years working with them. And like, um, at first it was just like, a, they needed someone help. And now I became a partner with them because there's so much work to do nice. for that. But yeah, so for that aesthetic. So let's say when they when they come with me for the first time, I was like, we need to open a brewery. We are uh, in Brittany. So we are kind of like on the coast of Brittany. Mm -hmm. And when you look, my work would be like, okay, let's start to do kind of like a, let's say, uh, like an aperçu of what's happening in terms of the brewery. What are the other brewery happening in France or in Brittany right now? And everything would be quite traditional, for example. So it's like mm -hmm. a lot of like kind of like Celtic reference, a bit a lot of like kind of like, game of thrones like vibes yeah. like a lot of like old school thing and that's yeah. what everything looks like right uh -huh. so was like we we want to be outside of that that's what that's not our idea we are kind of like a young brewery my friend was traveling to new zealand so that's something this idea of travel and mm -hmm. being a bit more international and new that cool. that brought us cool. and then when i my influence was like what i've done on my uh, research for the typography was like i I found out that like international flag alphabet. So it's actually the, the flag that you see on like when the boats are communicating with them, like alpha, bravo, yes. uh, like all of these letters oh. have like a flag <laughs> on it. And I just kind of like made like a black and white version of that flag and attach that flag on top of the letter. Yeah, yeah. Create yeah. kind of like a custom uh, alphabet <clears throat> because there was this idea of like, yeah, like we are international. I mean, Toronto, they are in France. My friend was in New Zealand and this idea of being international, but also local, <laughs> uh, like the flag from Britain is black and white. So I was like, yeah, let's make something just only with type, quite a bit contemporary. And uh, so that was the influence, just like doing research. I think the research driven is really what is 
really important in our practice. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's only start with like, uh, before going to, oh, I'm going to make that design that have that aesthetic, we all, always start with research. It's like, uh, right. learn about the project, learn about the background. And then I was like, wow, where's that alphabet? Yeah, that's, that's kind of cool. Like, because I was doing research about like, yeah, boats or like uh, thing related to the ocean and things like that. <laughs> um, yeah, everything starts with research. So it's just happened like that. And that's kind of like influence. Like uh, even in our project that we do in the studio, there's always that phase of research and understanding that is mm-hmm. really important. Mm-hmm. Uh, you will not start doing visual before understanding exactly uh, what you're dealing with, right? Yeah, yeah. Holy yeah. crap, man. Interesting. Do you have uh do you have like a specific wow. kind of design or graphic like design piece that like is your favorite or like you think is when you first saw it you you were more blown away by it than like maybe other pieces of uh graphic art? Uh yeah, I mean there's a lot of influence. Like it, the the maybe I would say two things. Like one, so that was kind of the uh, when I was working on that brewery, I was still outside, like working as a, let's say, independent for that brewery. I, I yeah. read an article about the Brooklyn Brewery, so in New York. Mm-hmm. And actually, okay. they started, like, uh, they contacted uh, the designer that was called, uh, that's uh, Milton Glazer, the guy that designed I Love New York. So, like, kind oh. of the most... Wow. The, yeah. <laughs> the more, like, famous logo, iconic. There's not that many pieces, right, when you say yeah. that to, like, People is like, oh yeah, I know that thing, right? Because it's mm-hmm. everywhere. And he was actually uh, contacted by the by the Brooklyn Brewery to like design the whole identity. And when I read that article, like back then, like that brewery was really small. We had no money, so he just became a partner with them. And I was like, oh wow, that's a great idea. I should do that with my friend back yeah. home, right? <laughs> so I think him he has a great influence. It's kind of like a, in New York, of course, like all of his work is very influential. Um, and another one I would have to say, I think it's like uh, Sagmeister is a like really influential uh, designer in New York. So that's kind of influenced the studio uh, where I worked in New York before too, kind of the same influence and being more like a lot of like freedom and experiment with typography and like also a lot of like uh, not only things made, let's say on computer, but a lot of installation and like a lot of like things made real. And yeah, mm-hmm. I think a lot of things are up also really beautiful and like uh, mm. or it's kind of like crazy sometimes a bit like uh, you know on the edge but I will pushing one poster let's say that I'm going to say it, a poster that he has done for like a, back, back then for like a, a lecture <laughs> carved on his chest like the type <laughs> that sounds a bit extreme when you see that piece it's like wow that's something else so it's been put yeah, is that's not what he do most of the time, right? But he's been pushing a bit what is conceptually like a, a design thing. So I think that's been really interesting. Like uh, he's been doing things with flower too, you know. So it's not only like oh, okay crazy oh, artisting thing, but yeah, just hold on. So yeah. so he did it live, like he carved it in with like a, a sharp, or like it was carved in. It was just like I think if you just like take like a like a tiny blade from like a razor thing. You can just like do like a tiny thing like that. Yeah, I know that's not, I mean, okay, that sounds a bit extreme. But the poster is beautiful though. It's just like, hey, you have to bleed for your art. Let's, yeah, man. Yeah. 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 That's <laughs> so metal. Holy wow. shit. Oh my Hard, God. Hardcore. Maybe that sounds too metal. Maybe we should have said another example. But yeah. <laughs> no, Yo, man. I mean, it's stranger yeah. than fiction. Sometimes, you know, reality is, um, 
is hard to believe. I've, this entire year is hard to believe. So I mean, who knows? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it's whatever speaks to you, man. Whatever is your artistic expression, just do it. Um, other than uh, other than uh, graphic designers and artists that you like, um, are there any other like art mediums that you also consume, like musicians that you take influence to, actors, comedians that you like? Uh, yeah, I mean, like I don't know if I will have like say like a different name, but yeah, of course, in general, like architecture, different like when back then we were still able to go to art museum too, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, I think that was still a thing, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, musician, yeah. I think I just consume a thing. I'm not that knowledgeable in a lot of like musician and things. So if you ask me something, I'm not sure I will say, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like try to get the inspiration from like a bunch of different places. Yeah, yeah. This is probably probably more of a side question, if anything. But it, yeah. I, I have to bring this attention up. Like yeah. for our YouTube viewers, we do see a Muhammad Ali poster behind you. Oh yeah. How big of fighting? is an influence to you and your craft? Uh, I mean, had, I yeah. did this, that's one of the only thing that I've done during quarantine, right? I've done like uh, that, I was like, I need to do some more painting. So I've done yeah. that posters. Uh, oh. It's actually like made from like, a, um, from some study that I found like, because it trained in Toronto in 1966. Yeah, on, like, oh, on Huntington. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's kind of like a cool story. So I just look it up and then like, yeah, started to make some posts there, you know, during quarantine, painting <laughs> things. But uh, yeah, like kind of the fighting spirit, I guess. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so so you made the poster in the back during yes, quarantine? I, yeah, yeah. Can we, can, we, can we see it? Sure. Is it possible to see it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, listening viewers he's bringing the poster Oops. up and it's a huge poster oh nice so yeah i see it's got it's got like s some of that style of like um kind of old school yeah but it's also like you know old school fighting posters where the <laughs> it is yeah that's really just yeah doing a mix of that type it's just like when he trained in Austington, like um yeah there's not like a specific poster on that and i was like oh he needed a poster on that thing so i just do this Oh man, that's interesting. How's uh, how's quarantine been for you? Like in terms of, I guess, adjusting to work as a graphic artist, but also yeah. like how has quarantine affected that that industry? Because it it'd be tough to really pinpoint, you know, the impacts. I mean, we've been lucky enough. Like um, in our studio, we are like a small studio right now. We are like, I mean, we are sixteen. We've been growing luckily, but we've been. Even before the quarantine, we've been set up like um, we work from Toronto, but, but one of the other designers is in Los Angeles mm. and another one is in London, UK. So it's been like that before quarantine. So we have, we've been used to like do like a yeah, Zoom call, not Zoom or like Google Meet or whatever you're doing. Like, <laughs> you have to place all of the brand, right? Or like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've been doing all of this thing online remotely for a while. So I think we were kind of ready for something like that so we've just been adjusting and now it's been quite long i have to say also to be honest to not work together but we managed during the whole time to like be we never really stopped uh, we even hired some people so it's wow. been quite actually quite good so yeah i can't complain like i think it's been hard like it's been challenging for a lot of people like uh, friends that i know when you are more as a freelancer or things like that that's mm -hmm. quite tough yeah. or other agencies so yeah for us so far has been okay but uh yeah i know it's tough everyone has to kind of adjust yeah. mm -hmm. 
Um, just to wrap it up also here, uh, on that question of quarantine, um, what has this quarantine taught you about yourself and your art? Well, you guys bring the, the tough question for me. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, what did that taught me? Like, I think it taught to everyone in all, like I think in our team or like, I, I think for a lot of industry that we can still make the job down being at home. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I think it's, it's still okay. Everyone can push through. And I think maybe some of the biggest projects that I worked on were during that quarantine. So I think that's been also like a showing me that we can do that. But also in the other way that we are also still missing the like interaction, collaboration that we do a lot of the design studio. So I think that, and hopefully we are trying to work on that right now to see what is kind of the next phase and how we can bring that back. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I hope that answer exactly. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's all good. Did you find that you are actually, you know, we lose the human interaction and we lose the socialization with different artists and inspiration from there. Did you find that you're actually more of a resilient person through this whole quarantine process? I mean, everyone had to push through a little bit, right? We all know that it's like that time is tough for everyone. So we all like we when they are together, so we all have to like uh, push a little bit. Like yeah. we all have up and down, right? It's not easy every day to like okay, like going through things or like different type of project that you work through. But I think we mm -hmm. are all quite yeah resilient and just like uh, going through and trying to do the best as we can as the yeah. situation is going. And yeah, nice. And, and just the last question I have for you is, yeah. you know, looking into the future in in your in your future uh creative pursuits and everything are there any brands or campaigns that you are salivating like really hungry to work for that can really use your expertise yeah i mean as a design studio very we we work a lot with like some like uh like sports event right now like international sports event um I think cultural is something that I've always been like attracted to, like working for like a music festival, yeah. uh, working for like a performing art center. That's something that we've been doing also in the past. Uh, mm -hmm. I was working for something in Washington like that. So that it is more large scale type of thing that yeah. I think I still really want to do. And that's we do as a studio and <laughs> as a personal thing, I've always been also like balancing that with more like I work for my brewery or I work for like a, I've done that project in Kensington that was just really like a, a local thing. I've just mm -hmm. decided kind of like on my own to do like a hundred, this hundred posters yeah, um, yeah, yeah. for Kensington and just do it on my own. And so I think the small scale, large scale balance is something that works well. And like uh, that, yeah, I hope to continue to do that. And like, hopefully the idea is always to bring stuff out in the world, right? Yeah. Sometimes as a graphic designer, like you can be working on project that, don't see the light right mm -hmm. um so i think as much as possible when things could get down i think that's uh that's a goal yeah dude, that's I when saw... you made it right yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we are uh, dude, i want i want to see you at the next coachella poster or something man <laughs> we see walking on it then yeah <laughs> yeah nice 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 awesome um let's do word association from here yes let's do the word association um so basically men uh we all have 10 words well not we all okay. i mean Lu lucas and i have 10 words um <laughs> and uh base it's a word association game so clear your mind and when i say a word or when lucas says a word 
think of the first word, first image, first idea that comes to mind uh, when associated with that word. And we'll just go right along. And I can so, answer in French. We yeah, see, we see. Yes. If it comes in French, I'm gonna answer. If French. it comes in French, yeah, whatever you, whatever it okay. comes to first, just say it. No need Let's to translate. Uh, I mean, we'll Lucas and I will nod if we don't know okay. if it's French. So okay. it's all good. Um, okay, so I'll start. Lucas, uh, will I think we'll finish uh, because <laughs> I I have the same ten words. Uh, so first word, family. Uh, home. Pineapple. Uh, Indonesia. I'm working with a friend that is ex exporting pineapple right now. So yeah, Indonesia. Oh, yeah. nice. Rain. Home. It's always raining in Britain. Yeah. <laughs> Alone. Alone. Uh, sad. Motivation. Yeah. Uh, passion. Yeah, I think we talk about it. Kumquat. Kumquat? Uh, no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Mountain. Mountain. Um, I would say home too, because the for the brewery kind of like our tagline is we don't have mountain, but we are thirsty. Doesn't really translate well in English. Oh, but oh. because the being yeah we don't have slope meaning we are first in french anyway but mountain you say brewery <laughs> ah, interesting nice um okay next word tight rope uh, well you've been i don't know where you've been browsing lately uh i don't know i don't know tight rope <laughs> satisfied uh, satisfied uh, ipa <laughs> Nice. And finally, ending. Ending? Uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. <laughs> oh, merci. 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 All right, then. Clear your space, get into that Zen space, and get loose and wild, man. It's going to get crazy up in here. All right. <clears throat> First word of 10. Metzinger. Met singer, like what's a met singer? Like someone oh. that sing at the met? No, no, no. It, it was an artist. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, I'm, my mic means. <laughs> what is that? I don't even know. All good, all good. Next word, uh, Salvador Dali. Um, a surrealist. Awesome. Texture. Uh, pattern. Contrast. Uh, shadows. France. France, home. Mm. White space. Uh, white cube. That's cool. That's cool. Repeat. Repeat. Oh, Damn, <laughs> oh that's wow. good. Well, that was yeah, good. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that snuck in, sneaks into you. Yeah. yeah. Fit. Uh, sweat and tonic. Oh, cool. Uh, did you say sweat and tonic? Yeah. Oh, like the like like studio at the gym. Yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Push. Push. Pull. Nice. And the last word, Benjamin. Uh, Laurie. That's that was a good. Yes, oh Benjamin Laurie. There wow. it is. Wow. 
give it you up can for subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> awesome. Uh, where can p- people find you? What are your social media handles? Uh, they can find the studio, like public address studio on Instagram. That's where kind of the latest work will be. Mm-hmm. Uh, my end is like Ben Laurie. And yeah, that's where you're going to find the work. Awesome. Oh, awesome. Uh, Josh, what are your handles? Uh, at Josh Yang Comedy across everything. And uh, of course, Sleep With Josh podcast. 50 followers on Spotify. It's a good, good day. Job. It's a good day. Um, but yeah, if you want to listen to me, read stuff. I did a I did a good one. Well, I think this week I'm putting out uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's majority opinion, just to uh, tip of the hat to notorious RBG. So there's that. If you want to hear what she wrote for Supreme Court opinion, you can always check out uh, that podcast. Uh, but yes, Lucas, what are your handles? Uh, you can find me across social media at Lucas John Ng. Ng again is N G. No vowels. No vowels. And click like and subscribe to this podcast, the HWMIY podcast. And thank you so much again for listening to episode 34. 34. Okay. Awesome. We'll see you all next week. Bye-bye. Thank you. Merci. Merci. Bye. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 